Welcome to the podcast, Our Abundant God. I am Jim Prestwood, and I will be your host for this series. I originally started thinking about collecting all 365 incidents of fear not or its equivalent, do not be afraid, in the Bible and writing a devotional. Then I had this project become available through my Toastmasters International Club. I decided to start with the requirements of the podcast assignment and then use my love of scriptures as the groundwork for the content. And here we go. Jesus had been ministering to the people of Galilee and in Jerusalem for a little more than three years. He had performed many miracles during that time, including healings and raising people from the dead. He had also taught his closest disciples what was going to happen to him in the end. That was that end was about to happen. Jesus had been sold out to the religious leaders by Judas, one of his disciples, soon after the group had taken the first Lord's Supper. Jesus had spent the night being interrogated by both Jewish and Roman leaders. He had been beaten and flogged before being forced to carry his cross to Golgotha, or Skull Mountain, or also known as Mount Calvary. As Jesus was hanging on the cross, the soldiers cast lots for his clothes. There were two other men, both thieves, who were being crucified with Jesus at the same time. We find this in the book of Luke, chapter 3, and verse 39. One of the criminals who were nailed with him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? One of the criminals hurled insults at Jesus, the same as the soldiers had done saying, if he was truly the Christ or Messiah, then he should be able to come down off the cross by himself. But that was not God's plan. Jesus, the Son of God, came to earth for this very moment to die on the cross and take away the sins of the world. He did this so that through our faith we can be saved from our sins and have a place in heaven. It is God's will that everyone should be saved, and it is still a choice that we make. The fear of God here is not the same fear we have been discussing previously. We have been referring to a fear of God that is more reverence and awe. This fear is of revenge or retribution for their wrongs, but can also be seen as reverence for an all-powerful God. One of the criminals recognized the situation for what it was. The criminals were justly being executed, but Jesus hadn't done anything wrong. We look at that continuing in Luke 23 and verse 41. And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds, But this man has done nothing wrong, said one criminal. 
And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he, Jesus, said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. One man chose to mock Jesus. The other chose to repent and ask forgiveness of his wrongdoings. Jesus immediately forgave him and acknowledged he had a place in paradise or heaven. Forgiveness is more than making amends with one another. When Jesus healed, he often said, your sins are forgiven. And this often got him in trouble with the Pharisees, the Jewish religious leaders. These church leaders hung around looking for reasons to accuse him of doing wrong. Before Jesus began his ministry, John the baptizer was out there calling for repentance and forgiveness of sins. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance and forgiveness of sins. God has always required that our sins be confessed and then they would be forgiven. During the days of the Old Testament, sacrifices conducted by the priests satisfied the confession and forgiveness of sins. Sins are anything we do that is outside the will of God. Jesus had been ministering for about three years, sharing the good news and calling for repentance of sins and declaring the kingdom of God was near. Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey. This was recorded in Matthew chapter 21, the beginning of what we today call Holy Week, and this would be known as Palm Sunday. Thursday of Holy Week is today known as Maundy Thursday. This is the day of the Lord's Supper. On this day, Jesus changed the need for animal sacrifices to cover our sins. He announced to his disciples that he would be handed over to the authorities to be crucified. Jesus then picked the bread and blessed it and declared it was his body they were about to eat. We find this recorded in Matthew 26, verse 26. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body. After the bread was passed around, Jesus took the wine and blessed it. Matthew 26, 28 says, For this is my body of the covenant. Excuse me. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus declared that his death would become the final sacrifice. His blood would be spilled for the forgiveness of sins for many. The many are actually anyone who asks Jesus for forgiveness of their sins. The Pharisees and scribes often had issues with Jesus and his ministry. He often did it on the Sabbath, a day of rest when no work was to be done. Jesus usually used these opportunities to challenge the Pharisees on their faith. 
Here are just a couple of examples. Luke chapter 5, verse 21. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And you see, Jesus, being the Son of God, is considered to be God. Another example in Matthew chapter 9, verse 6. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And then he said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. The Son of Man is another way of Jesus describing himself. He was a son of David through Mary, the wife of Joseph. The Pharisees lived by the letter of the law, the law as given by Moses. They were very strict, but failed to have a personal relationship with God. God has always wanted a personal relationship with everyone. After one confrontation with the Pharisees, Jesus declared that he, the Son of Man, had the authority to forgive sins. Jesus was saying that he was God and could forgive sins. He told the paralytic to pick up his mat and go home now. He was healed. Jesus is the only one who can forgive sins. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Put your trust in Jesus. Ask him to forgive your sins and reserve a place for you in heaven. Jesus said to John, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verses 2 and 3, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would, not, would I have not told you that I go and prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Jesus is saying he has a place prepared for you in heaven. Just ask for the forgiveness of your sins, and your place is reserved for eternity. There are a lot of things we think we can do to work our way into heaven, but putting our faith in Jesus is the only way. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by the grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. We can't boast of any works that we do to get us into heaven. It is only by our faith in Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul wrote, that the only way into heaven is through faith in Jesus, as I just read, so that there will not be any boasting of our own works. We are all equal footing when it comes to our chance of getting into heaven. The choice is ours. I hope you make the right one. Please contact me with any questions. Forgiveness and love are major parts of God's abundant love. We must forgive in order to be forgiven.